Welcome to the Lenny Poliziani Show, where success starts in the mind. We're here, babe, with Dove Washington, man. I'm pumped for this. Let's go. I appreciate you making some time today. Episode 8 of the Lenny Poliziani Show. So we've had a variety of guests on here. We've had some mindset, real estate, different business avenues, finances, and I think everybody's going to get some value out of today's show. So, you know, Dub, I'll let you introduce yourself. I know you got a lot going on, a lot of businesses and mentorships, education. So why don't you give everybody a little bit of background? Me, personally, I come from humble beginnings, man. I am fairly new to the entrepreneurial space. I just started out my businesses July of last year. So I'm actually, I'm not even a year in. You would never know. <laughs> yeah, man, I came in and the thing that I've learned along the way is that you have to get in the right rooms, invest in yourself, get mentors. That has been the number one thing that I've learned through this whole journey that I've taken. When I first jumped in, bro, I spent around... I want to say last year, I just spent around 50 grand just on obtaining knowledge between courses and mentors or just different things like that to help me level up to the next level. But like I say, bro, I come from humble beginnings. I just started out and everybody know my craft, you know what I'm saying, which is the MS. So using that to leverage up your business, putting these high spend on your credit cards and things like that, helping to raise those limits. Because now in the time that we're going into over these next 18 months, Some people say that the recession is coming. I feel like it's here. Mm -hmm. But if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready by just going in, having Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. By going in, having that mentality, like I'm going to prepare me and my family to be able to withhold or withstand against anything that comes. Bro, that's going to be very key over these next few months, bro. So Mm -hmm. definitely, bro, tap in. Like I say, get you a mentor. Invest Mm -hmm. in yourself. Invest in information because- Once again, this is information that we've not been taught because our parents done the thing that they knew best, which is go to work, go to school, which I'm not. I graduated from South Carolina State University with a year degree in uh, business management. But the age and time of going to college, you know what I'm saying? And doing all of that, man, that's kind of over with because you can get you a mentor and get just as much value as a college professor. I'd rather learn from a millionaire versus someone who's getting paid around 30 or 40 grand to teach you. Mm, yeah. I love how you went into that. And I think people are starting to open open their eyes. I went to college too. I went to West Virginia University with Bryant, how, how we originally got introduced. But you know, times are different now. And I think people are seeing writings on the wall. But also, you know, while we're on the mentorship thing, how we're connected, I'm in your mentorship. You know, I'm in the reinvented mentorship. I mean, if you want financial literacy and how to learn about anything credit fixing your credit, building your credit, getting approved for credit, business structure. I mean, you're the man. So that is stuff that, you know, if you go to college and then take whatever courses, I've got a business degree as well. They don't dive into that. You know, they'll teach you how to be an employee, which is fine. But I was in the corporate world for a little while before this. And, you know, you're, you're stuck. And if you're happy and everything, that's great. But you know, it's very limited and I felt lost. And I'm like, I paid all this money, you know, to go to school and they didn't teach me how to live. You know, I got into a field I wasn't even studying. And so my job wasn't even related to that. And, you know, like you said, times are different. And I think you have more opportunity, more flexibility with technology 
you can tap into anything, man. So that's, you know, how we're on our path. I feel like we see the opportunity. And why don't you take a step back and what, because I like digging into stuff. So when did that hit you? What was the moment when you're like, hey, I got to go out there, do it on my own, or this isn't for me. I got to go down a different path. I was actually at work. I came across a podcast, Million Dollars Worth of Game podcast. I was listening to, I had my AirPods in. I'm driving a forklift at work, bro. What year was this? Last year. Okay. <laughs> yeah, last year. So, and I hear a guy, him 500. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Of course. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I hear a guy, bro. Yes, sir. On a podcast and he's talking, he's talking that talk that I can relate to. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to it and I'm like, wait, I got, I got to go to my desk and I have to sit down and and actually get a visual on this. So I went and sat down at my desk and I was watching the actual interview. And then he came and then he was expressing the importance of building out your credit, having good credit. And at the time, I mean, my credit was decent. But I wasn't doing anything with it. And that's similar to having bad credit or no credit is having good credit and not leveraging it to elevate you to the next level. So I'm hearing it and I'm like, wait, I have to dig more into this guy. So I've invested into the five hundred dollar mentorship that he had, Mm -hmm. which, is you know, basic level. And then I went into the recession proof extreme. Mm -hmm. Once I got in there and I seen all the ways that you can leverage your credit to level up. It was game over from there. So I hit the ground running. And another thing is just not the information that you get when you join a mentorship, but it's the people, the like-minded individuals that you run across whenever you join these mentorships. So I connected with a lot of people, went out to build my brand, bro. And it literally just took off, man. When I made in a month what I would have made in a year at my W-2 job, that's exactly whenever I knew that I was in the right space. Dude, I mean, I keep forgetting that it hasn't even been a year yet since you've made that transition. Like I said, dude, you would never know. I mean, you literally hit the ground running. And when did you quit your W-2? It was August. I went on leave at first because I had my children, you know, I had two toddlers and then I was watching them. So I went on leave. And whenever I left from there, I was actually, you know, making more money at home than I would have been at work from my business, from my LLC. So I was like, bro, like what's going on here? Mm-hmm. So I, I tapped into it, man. And I was like, this is something that I need to study. <laughs> I started with my personal credit, seeing different ways that I could leverage it. And we yeah. already know with the MS that we do, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I tapped into that field. And then I just started building out credit limits, bro. Just to fast forward a little bit, I've been able to obtain over a million in available credit. Amazing. Yes, sir. Amazing, it's, bro. It's crazy whenever you apply the knowledge. Because it's one thing to get the knowledge, but applied knowledge is even more dangerous. True. Taking action. Yes, sir. Definition of it, bro. Dude, I'm pumped. I'm proud of you too, man. And and when you first got into it, because I know there's so many different avenues within credit that you can go and businesses you can build around that, like you said, 90% of the people don't know about. What was the first, I guess, way you were able to make money in the business field? Was it repairing credit? Yep, Yep. I started off repairing credit because so many people around us, they don't even realize the power of credit. And then they We're taught, you know, hey, well, I have cash. Cash is king. That's the number one, the most, it couldn't be more further from the truth. Yeah, it's old school. But once again, that's what our elders were taught. So, you know, that's what they were passing on to us. But 
like I say, once you tap into this different field, man, and you meet these people and apply mm. this knowledge, it's amazing. So, yeah, I definitely started off repairing credit. I fixed my family's credit, mm. close relatives and things. Started from there. Awesome. Then, yep, that's exactly where it started from. Yeah, yeah, I love it because we have similar backgrounds in that. And it's, you know, nobody's fault. It's just we don't have to go to the library to learn things anymore. And that's where, like, you know, I need people to wake up. You know, if you're you know out there, you're not happy. You have resources and it's a different world because I was taught the same thing. I was scared to death of credit. I had good credit, very conservative. I knew the importance of it or just to protect it. But I was basically taught to stay away from it only when you need it. And you better not be have any debt on your name and any of that. I'm like, how do you get ahead in life? I mean, I'm stuck making a certain amount of cash. I'm deathly afraid. I don't understand credit, you know, but I see other people doing it. I don't really get it. And I'm like, there has to be other ways. So me, naturally, I mean, I went on YouTube, obviously in the real estate space, credit, you know, and and leveraging and getting lending monies all over the place. So it was a natural path to find out more about the power of credit. And, you know, we haven't taken as much action as you in the credit space. But I mean, just when we are, our eyes opened up to it and MSing and, We'll get into that in a little bit, but, you know, I've built over, you know, probably a little under 400,000 in business credit, you know, and when I realized the difference between personal credit and business credit, that's when I'm like, whew, amazing. it's out there, man. Mind blowing. Yeah, it's out there and it's relatively easy to get, you know, as long as, and that's the importance of having good personal credit. And I was fortunate to start out with good personal credit. I didn't have to build that up, but yeah, man, it's powerful stuff. So I like to get in the mindset as well. So I guess throughout your journey, I mean, you sound like somebody that's always been looking for more, you know, I don't know if you've always wanted to go out on your own, you just didn't know what it was, but mindset wise, what what do you think you on the path to even yourself or, or take the risk that you have to go out on your own and do this? Just wanting more, bro. And to be quite honest with you, bro, I'm a seven time convicted felon. So I come from, you know, typical background and our mm-hmm. community, you know, we go out and we do different things. And once again, I don't regret any of that because it molded me into the man that I am today. Had I not made certain decisions, I wouldn't have the mindset that I have now. So, yeah, definitely mindset is one of the most important things because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you've heard the saying, what you tune into tunes your mental. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I got around these like minded individuals and just them showing me different avenues, streams of income definitely had a huge impact on my mental. Like I took the information, I applied it and took off. But yeah, bro, it's so many times to where we be around certain people and they want the best for us, even our closest friends and family. They're there to protect you. So whenever I said that I was going to invest 3500 or 5000 into a financial literacy course, they like, you're going to what? You're going to Give someone some money that you don't have any guaranteed returns off of. But once again, I go back to say that that was the best decision that I ever made because you get like how me and you met, bro. Like we're in mentorships together and you meet these people and the relationships that you build is amazing, bro. Yep. Yep. And I'd say, you know, I was always curious, you know, I wanted more. I saw other people having success. You know, I don't get jealous or envy of people, but I'm like, we're the same. You know, why are they doing it? And I'm not. I've had self-belief and the only thing that held me back sometimes, you know, you know, what's the worst that could happen? That's like my new motto. You know, what's really the worst that could happen? You know, if you really want to be happy, you're not happy right now, go take that chance. You know, 
as long as you know that you can work hard at it and don't be afraid to fail. And I think maybe, you know, I, I could be wrong, but a lot of your, you know, mistakes or lessons, you know, over the years, you know, taught you like you knew the right path to go down, but you also you weren't afraid to take risks and lose because, you know, what's the worst that could happen at this point? You could only get better. Absolutely. And then I want to ask the people a question. Do you know the number one regret of people whenever they line on their deathbed? What is it? Not taking the chances that they wish they would have. Yep. What book was it or what saying is it? There's like a ghost. It's like the potential or who you could have been looking down at you on your deathbed. Oh, that's deep right there. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at you. That's what you could have been. And that was your full potential, your best self. Oh the only thing God. you had to do was take, go out there, try, take risks. Absolutely. Make mistakes. Make mistakes. That's life. That's ha- That haunts me, bro. Yeah. Bro, I never thought about that, bro. But that's very deep, bro. Was your ghost. Yeah, seeing your ghost and looking down at yourself on your deathbed and you're sitting there like, I wanted to go out and be a doctor or I wanted to go out and be an entrepreneur. I wanted to go out and invest into mm. it, but I never did it because I was afraid of the result. Mm. What's the worst that could happen if you fail? And what is the number one thing you hear from, you know, him 500, whoever your mentors are, you know, the most successful people in the world, they say, I just failed more than you. Mm. Absolutely. You know, yeah, there's some naturally very intelligent people out there. We know them, Elon Musk. And they listen, his brain's different, bro. But for the most part, I mean, most of the people we look up to, you know, they might have been doing this for way longer than us. But what does that accumulate? That's more failures. That's why they're it's not complicated. Mm -hmm. Once again, that's why we invested them to be near them, to learn from them. Because their mistakes, bro. Mentorships are shortcuts. And the power of network, bro, and you, and you realizing that in such a short amount of time, you know, I've been out, out on my own for two years, you know, so you start, you know, I got a year on you with, you know, being in this space and everything. But I'll admit, man, I mean, I, you know, maybe it was like, I can do it on my own, because that's how I thought at first, like, you go out on your own, prove it, do it on your own. But man, you need to be around people and, and you can scale and get to where you want to be so much quicker. You don't got to work hard, hard work. I mean, listen, you got to hustle and you got to build in the beginning, but there's a way to be smart about that too. And if people have the answers or you're in the right room with those people that are going to motivate you, man, you're going to get to where you want to be in half the amount of time. Absolutely, bro. And then we hear in the credit space, we hear a lot of the times OPM. A lot of people associate OPM with other people's money, but that's not always the case. It's also other people's mindset. Hmm. Mm, yep. Yep. Because OPM, other people's money, that's huge in real estate. I mean, yes, that's sir. what we base our business off of, but it's other people's mindset. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of the mainstream stuff, I don't watch the news. I tune out all that stuff. It's, yeah. You don't get any benefit from watching the news. What value, man? Why? You know, programming. That's exactly all the news is, is paid programming. It's there to program your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to preacher, you know, like whoever, you know, and I saw them just getting hooked on the wrong stuff. You can't force anybody to do anything. But you know, if it's affecting it hurts because they're just tuning into wrong stuff, negative stuff. It's like crabs in a bucket, you know, they just the mainstream media and you know, certain people just want to hold you back or keep you in a depressive state. You know, I don't know what it's you know controlling or you know, who knows. But there's so much positivity and people like going towards the right direction. If you just look a little past that, you know, and I'm fortunate that I realized that because, you know, growing up, it was just 
what was on TV was it, man. You lived your world by that. Well, you know, you think the world's burning down every day. And yep. And it goes back to what you previously said, King. It's just about what you tune into. Because more than likely, what you tune into, what entertains you, trains you. Mm. I'm pretty sure we've all heard that before. Literally, what entertains you, trains you. So what you're using for your entertainment, <laughs> you could be using that to level up. I made a post and I got a lot of backlash behind it because it's the NBA finals. I know a lot of NBA fans, a lot of sports fans out here. Bryant loves the Celtics, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I said the three hours that you're taking to watch this basketball game. Whenever I pick up this book and read, I've just elevated over you. And I got three hours in advance over you. Mm. And I got a lot of backlash behind it. It was like, uh, <laughs> my brother hit me up. He was like, bro, we can't watch TV or go to work, right? And I'm yeah. like, bro, just choose, just be careful how you spend your time. Yeah, and it's like, you like the NBA. I see you going to games and everything. It's not like you don't like it. But, I mean, bro, like you got to pass that instant gratification. I mean, listen, we all fight. I fight making the wrong decisions every day. Like, it's not like we're perfect at all. But I watch my time now. I'm looking at the future, you know, and, and what I want. And it's very attainable, you know, in a short amount of time. You just got a time block. And hey, listen, what you're investing in right now or digesting, is that going to bring value to you yeah. in any form? You know, and that's why I kind of scaled back on sports. And I love sports, watch football, basketball, baseball. But, you know, a lot of people put their life around watching sports. Oh, you know, it's God. all it is, man. And you're watching somebody else succeed or win. And whether it's my competitiveness or just I just, you know, I wasn't getting anything out and I realized that, but I'm like, dude, like I got to spend my time a little more wisely, man. I Absolutely. can't be watching other people win. I got to win. Absolutely. Okay. Cause once again, it's one thing to watch them on TV, but instead and we, we're going to get you out here next time. If Boston come to Atlanta, we're going to get you courtside, bro. Mark, yeah, man. We try, I tried linking with you. I was there only there for a couple of days, but yeah, we definitely going to uh, lock in, bro. So next year, whenever they come out here, bro, we got courtside tickets. King. That'd be dope. That'd be yes, dope. And hey, I'm moving to Tampa Labor Day weekend. So you need a spot in Florida. We gotcha. got we got the we got the Florida, we got the beach. I'm coming up course side. We got a lot of good shit going on. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. That'd be dope. But yeah, man, I'm glad we're on the same page with that. And you know, being in the right networks. I mean, when you're in this space, everybody's got the same mindset, direction, and everybody's just trying to bring everybody higher. That's the beauty of it, man. And help each other out. It's the go-giving mentality. Nobody's holding back information, whatever you want to learn financially, you know, mindset wise. I mean, it's out there. And whether you want to start out getting free content, bro, go look at Instagram. This is huge. My Instagram completely changed. I follow, you know, only, you know, business, financials, you know, people, my mentors. And I got rid of a lot of the garbage. Absolutely. And dude, social media is a great source right now. Absolutely, bro. And you hit the nail on the head with that. I literally went through and cleaned my social media till I had zero followers. And then I started back over with people that I wanted to be in tune with, mm. where I wanted to see my life at, people that were on the same wavelength as me. That's very, very key right there. Yeah. And, and listen, I love social media. It can also be a burden on you because you can literally have the shade room, no shade to the shade room, but you can have the shade room on there and they're pumping information out to you that you then go and research and who's has drama with who that's not beneficial to your life at all. But then you tap into Lenny, you know what I'm saying? You tap into your social media, bro. That is a gem in itself, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's man. And that's the thing, man. The more I get in the space, one, I'm receiving knowledge, but I'm giving it too. I mean, so it's running through me. Dude, that opened my eyes when I'm like, yo, I don't have to like get rid of a lot of stuff. 
but just be intentional with how you're using it, man. It could be a positive source, man, and connections, networking, education, man. It doesn't have to be a waste of time. You're looking at dumbass videos all day. I just started really getting on that wave. Mm -hmm. And it's tough. And you're going to lose a lot of people along this journey, bro. That's one of the most, I can say that it's the most hurtful because you actually want to see your closest people with you win. win. Yeah. They don't have the mindset and they're not in tune with this. If like I'm you sure, are. I'm sure you can say this still right now. Your strangers are my best friend right now, man. Like, oh, man. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And that's totally fine. But I had a hard time, you know, kind of on this topic, letting go of my recent self, you know, because I'm 29, I'll be 30 in August. And, you know, I conditioning of, you know, 27, 28 years of, you know, and growing up around certain influences and everything like that, like it's hard to let go of your old self and it only slows you down. So making a huge change, you know, really watching who I'm around, you know, our networks and everything like that, like we're totally doing a switch. So I personally, I don't know about you, but I had a little bit of a tough time letting go of of the stuff I knew I needed to let go of. Absolutely. I'm right with you, King. Yeah. So I think that was huge. Once I could fully accept it, I'm like, bro, like this is the path. This is what's going to be my best self. That's when, and this only happened pretty recently within the last six months. That's where I'm like, dude, like this is me, man. Like I'm fully accepting and this is the right way to go. So yeah, bro, it's been awesome, man. For personal growth, financials, everything being in this space. Let's dive in a little bit with, I guess, your specialties, bro. Your mentorship and manufactured spending, credit. Why don't you give some game out for anybody looking to, I guess, get into and take advantage of what they have within credit. They don't know anything about it. What would be the first thing you would tell them? I recommend to leverage your credit. So whenever, once again, I'm fairly new into the entrepreneurial space. So I came in and once I established my credit, I was at a space to where I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I didn't know if I wanted to do real estate. I didn't know if I wanted to do Airbnb. I didn't know if I wanted to do Turo. I didn't know if I wanted to do trucking because it's so many different available options to us whenever you get tapped into the right network. So I was sitting at a standstill and I was like, okay, I have to get some type of income coming in. And that's where manufactured spending came in at. Mm. And then we already know the power of manufactured spending and just using it to leverage your credit, to build your credit limits. Mm-hmm. Because you're running these plays and you're, you know, building out your credit limits and what's going to happen is as these credit card issuers see that you're putting these high spin on your credit cards, naturally they're going to raise your limits because some of you that's watching this, you may have a $10,000 credit limit, right? And you may spend $2,000 a month and you pay it off to $0 balance. You're spending the 2000 of your $10,000 balance and then you actually need more credit, but then you go to apply for it and then they deny you. Mm. They're denying you because you're not putting spin. You're not maxing this credit card out. Why so, would you need more? You're only spending 2000 a month. You're only spending 2000 a month. Mm. So that's very powerful in itself right there is max these credit cards out and be very responsible because with this technique that we've learned, it's very dangerous if you don't have the right mindset because you're having a lot of cash come into your account. Once again, if you don't have the right mindset and you're not financially responsible, you can get buried in debt. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I only had one credit card till very recently. It was personal and I was that person, you know, I spend it, pay it all off and applied. I think it was a capital one 
venture card and I couldn't get my credit limit past like $10,000. I'm like, I have perfect credit. Like what the heck guys? Like, come on. And then once I, this is MS that just in the credit world opened up. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that totally makes sense. So, you know, and people only, I only knew about personal credit. I thought if you had a business, you'd get a line of credit, you know, something totally, I didn't know about business credit cards and all that. What would you recommend as far as, you know, MSing and everything? Would you recommend them starting with one of their personal cards or the best route to go? Yeah, I recommend starting with your personal because most, not everybody had access to information that we have with starting a business. So you could literally start with your personal, build out your personal because you need to have high limits across the board. Because once again, over these next 12 to 18 months, we're about to get on very, very dark times. The more available credit that you have, that's essentially like a lifeline for you. Because let's just say that you go out and lose your job. These jobs are going to be cutting back. If you go out and lose your job and then you don't have, what are you going to live off of if you don't have any credit? And I'm not saying to go and live off of your credit, but if you lose your job and that's all you have, you kind of have a lifeline right there to keep you afloat, especially with using these manufactured spending techniques. Yep. I would recommend starting out with your personal. And even on the personal side, man, I'm about to give a few gems to everyone. You can literally go and get credit cards without them doing a hard pull on your credit, such as the Apple card. Mm -hmm. such as the Tomo card, such as the Marcus card. And how you're going to do this is you're going to go in, you're going to, anyone that has Apple, you can go in, apply for this Apple card, and they're going to give you a pre-approval with your limit up there. Apple is going to pull because they are Synchrony Bank. They're going to pull from TransUnion. TransUnion is one of the three of the bureaus, right? Mm -hmm. So by you knowing what credit card pull from each bureau is going to maximize the funding that you get. So now, once you go in and freeze your TransUnion profile, which that's who Apple pulls from, you go in and accept that credit card. Now, once you get either approved or denied for it, your credit report is locked, so they can't do a hard pull on it. And you literally could get a line of credit, I mean, available credit up to $10,000 or $20,000 with no hard pull on your credit. You run the same exact play with Marcus, which is a GM card. You literally run the same play with them, and now you have... Twenty to thirty thousand dollars, assuming that your credit profile is properly structured, you have twenty to thirty thousand dollars in available credit with not one hard pull on your profile. Mind blown. Crazy, bro. They don't teach that. They don't teach that anywhere. They don't teach that anywhere. You can't learn this in college. <laughs> no, it's powerful stuff. And how would somebody? And we'll keep it really basic here. You know, one hundred and one. How would somebody find out? You know, in their area, and, and maybe you can answer this question because I'm not totally sure. You know, for where they pull from, does it matter? Does it change depending on location or region in the country for each card? Or does each credit company usually pull from the same one? It's going to vary. And then you could go to creditboards.com. And then you could also go to creditpools.com. These are resources that I rely on and I go and look at them for just data points. You literally going to have people on there, real life people that's going to go in and tell you whatever state they're in, the data points. And what I mean by data points, it meaning what their credit report looks like. They may say, hey, I have a 679 on my TransUnion, a 680 on my Equifax and a 720 on my Experian. My debt to income is 120,000. They're going to literally lay out their data points and they're going to tell you whenever they apply for whichever credit card, where they pull from. Boom. Easy enough, man. There's a little bit of effort, but once you do it, it's a system and you can, I mean, it's unlimited. You know, if you structure this the right way, I mean, look at you, bro. 
less than a year and you got over a million dollars worth of credit. <laughs> crazy, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. And if somebody really looks into it, I mean, you know, I know you, you're in a bunch of, we're in the mentorship, I'm in your mentorship, but I mean, there's education out there. I mean, I just see it on my Instagram all day, people teaching this stuff. So it's out there to learn, man. And like you said, especially with everything coming up, this is huge to have a backup, you know, or a resource at least to get by and be responsible about it. But, you know, if you need that raft, you know, to, to hold on to for a little while, I mean, credit could be your best friend. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And once again, you're going to use credit to put it into assets, not liabilities. Assets that can generate income over and over and over again. I hope the people caught that. Yeah. I mean, that's very important because once again, I see a lot of people. That's why I tell people whenever they first meet me and they learn these methods that I teach is it can get very dangerous because you have a lot of money and then you see this Burberry jacket that you've been wanting for forever and you could never afford it. And then you go out and get it because you have available credit. That's not the right way to do it. I was going to say they're half manufactured spending. They're keeping the products. <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, that's not the point. No, that's a slippery slope. <laughs> so say somebody's run the plays, they're doing everything, you know, they want to, but now, I mean, I love business credit. They want to transition over, you know, instead of, you know, everything on their personal, they want a business credit. What would you recommend as far as, you know, setting up a business, you know, general business, business consulting structure. What did you do? I mean, how did you transition into business credit? Business consulting. You don't yeah. never want to be in a restricted industry or any type of industry that's going to get you limited funding. You want to do something that's very generic that you would be able to sit down whenever you go open up these checking accounts with the banks and then they don't look at you as high risk. Hmm. So, yeah, I've structured that with business consulting, business coaching, things like that, because that's a very broad area that you could do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do that all day long, man. I mean, preaching education. I mean, you have your mentorship now. So it is very simple to set up an LLC business consulting and run the place through that. And what are the main benefits? I mean, the main I guess the main differences between personal credit and business credit. Oh, man, it's amazing. First off, with business credit, you're going to get three to four times the limits that you're going to get on the personal side. Not to mention, whenever you get these high limits, you can use this as capital for your investments, meaning that you can get this business credit card, this business line of credit. You take the money, you're going to invest into real estate, fixing flips. You're going to invest in Airbnb, whatever it is that you so may choose. You get to invest in these opportunities. And it doesn't affect your personal credit at all. So, you, yep. yeah, really, that's the main thing why everybody tell you to get into business credit, because you're able to leverage it to make passive income without affecting your personal credit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was eye opening for me and being in the real estate space, you know, because when you have a personal credit card, you know, they track how much spending, you know, and, and the ratio, I guess, to your credit limit. And your credit score can can decrease if you keep a high credit, you know, on there for a while past statements. So the only thing you need is a good credit score personally to personal guarantee a business credit card. So that's when I learned that. And when I got approved, I'm like, okay. But the main difference was you can keep a high balance on a business credit card. And a lot of the business credit cards that I go after have 0% interest for 16 months, 18 months, you know, 20 months. So 0% interest 
And like you said, for fix and flips, I'll give you an example. We just did one the other month and I got three going on right now where business credit is all being utilized. So I have my main lender, but you know, with fix and flips, you got your holding costs. Sometimes the renovation budget goes over budget. So I have my main lender who gave us the amount that we needed to buy the property and get started on the work. But, you know, in this space, there's always extra costs. So what did I do? I liquidated about 30 grand off my one Bank of America card. And boom, what is that coming into play? That's coming in with the interest payments I have each month for my lender, any extra costs, utility bills. If we run over budget, I got a reserve. And then what am I going to do once we sell that property? I might even keep that out because guess what? I got 14 more months of 0% interest. I can roll that liquid cash and do the next project and do the same thing. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. And there's so many different things that you can do. Like you say, most of these business credit cards are going to be minimum 12 to 18 months at 0% interest. And there's so many different things that you can do. Whatever you may choose to do, you have $20,000 at 0% interest for 18 months. That's literally someone coming up to you and saying, hey, here goes $20,000. Do whatever you want to do with it. Just pay me back in 18 months. Just $20,000. You could change your life. Absolutely. You could change your life. And another thing I noticed too, business credit cards usually start off at a higher credit limit than personal. Yes, sir. Just in my my experience alone. I mean, I was amazed because here I'm struggling when I first started to get, you know, a twelve thousand dollar credit limit on my Capital One card and Bank of America right off the bat with a brand new business approved me for twenty grand. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it, yep. And I call in, you know, every 60, 90 days and ask for a credit increase. And boom, I get it every time. Every time. Yep. Every time. So, I mean, it's free money right now. And, you know, people, so there was no excuse for us not to, you know, build our business. And, you know, we're getting financing, free financing for it. So, I mean, it's been game changing in the real estate space once we figured that out. So, yeah, man, it's powerful stuff and it's super easy. I mean, very, very easy. Yep. Yep. And my sister, you know, and I'm teaching my sisters about it and I had them call in and they got a credit increase and teaching them a little bit about it. So it's cool, man. You know, helping out the people that you love and, you know, changing lives. That's the most important thing, man, is actually elevating the people around you and changing their life. Yeah. It's nice to get in it for the money and different things like that. But what's going to have a more of a lasting impact? It's a legacy, bro. Yes, sir. Uh, here, Here to change it. So dive in a little bit. Tell everybody about your reinvented mentorship, you know, your consulting program. Like what do you go over when somebody joins? What what should they expect if they're interested in learning more? Man, it's so much in there, bro. Like, I know. Over 30,000 foot view here, man. Because yes, it's crazy. Sir. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> and not to throw shade at anyone's other mentorship. You I want to shade, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't want it to come off like that. Yeah, no, good. Most of the time whenever you join these mentorships, you get access to the mentor or you get access to the content for eight sessions over the course of 30 days. Yeah. But some classes you may not be able to get on. Some classes you may not fully grasp what they're going over. And what I seem to realize is that whenever I did that, I didn't really like it because I may have a question and you're with a whole bunch of other people and their questions get answered. And then they have to end the call for whatever reason. It's like being in college. (laughs) It's like being in college. And then once the class is over with the bell rings, it's time to go. And then you never really get to revisit the question that you had. And then you can't reach out to them because they're busy and they have their own personal lives going on. So what I did with my mentorship is 
first off, we literally go over everything. I don't know a topic minus trucking that we haven't went over. We have over 30, I want to say 30 calls that we went over just complete different topics, different people come on. And some people may learn better from one individual than they learn from another one. So the mentorship is going to go over anything from personal credit to business credit. Of course, manufacturing spending. That's what we live and die That's by. That's the bread and butter. <laughs> yes, sir. That's the bread and butter right there. Literally how to raise your credit limits, how to get credit limit increases, how to travel for free, how to essentially live for free. Literally everything is covered as far as that portion. And we have all type of other stream of income calls. I just had a call last night with the exotic rentals. We have a real estate call. We have fix and flips. We have literally everything. But back to what I was hitting on is that it's a lifelong mentorship. We're on, and a lot of people say, like, bro, how are you still crazy value? <laughs> how are you still going? And we've been going on different topics since October, I want to say. And, and growing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah bro, that's literally extra stream of income calls. If you want to start up business owners, entrepreneurs, if you're on the fence about any mentorship that you want to join, come join the family. I shouldn't even call it a mentorship. I should actually probably call it a family, bro, because it's a, it's a community. No, man, it's crazy. I didn't know what to expect, you know, and literally every topic, obviously credit manufactured spending is the main thing. But I mean, you do a phenomenal job. I mean, that's the most impressive part the guests that you get. I mean, big names in the industry, the biggest, you know, almost every Tuesday and Thursday you do live calls, you know, and, and we got the Facebook group, we got, you know, files, recordings. I mean, and like you said, it's a lifetime community that you've built up in such a short amount of time. The value in it, you're getting a doctorate. I put that in the description for today's show. You get a doctorate in financial literacy, man. It's amazing. You know, stuff I didn't learn in, you know, my, what was it? 16 years of structured education, you know, so crazy value. I mean, if you just want to apply yourself and you're killing it, man. So I appreciate it, King. And like I yeah. said, man, because it's, this field is constantly changing. Yeah. With- New credit cards coming out. And the thing about this, this is the number one thing that I tell people is that you can invest in a mentorship, but if you only have access to it for 30 days and then the credit card issuers issue a new credit card with certain data points, you need to be the first wave in it to understand this. So, for example, the PSECU play, that's a play that, you know, that a lot of people went and they ran the play. If you were in the mentorship, you would have got on very quick. Now they've kind of tightened up restrictions on it because so many people went out, ran a play. Now they got the number of applicants that they wanted. Now they it's, it's harder to get in. Bro, it's like it's like any it's like when the market shifts, the world shifts, it changes. I mean, it's it's a whole industry, you know, so things change, you know, and I mean, we stay up to date, obviously, and we're ahead of the curve, you know, being in, in the right rooms like this. So, yeah, I mean, especially now, like you said, I think it's important to buckle down, learn about credit you know, learn about finances in itself, because you're going to need a couple options or at least have that, you know, if you need it, you know, when the time's right. So listen, bro, parting words, we'll wrap this up. I told you I keep it under 45 minutes. Anything you want to leave, anything you want to leave us with, man? Man, applied knowledge is one of the best thing that you can do. Mindset, what you tune into, you turn into, what entertains you, trains you. And I got a quote that I wrote down here that I want to leave everybody with. Let me. Okay. So it's, it's something that I want everyone to think about. And I heard, I want to shout out to the guy Wall Street Trapper because he drops a lot of game. Mm-hmm. He said, the opportunities that you don't take advantage of become obstacles for the next generation. Ooh. The opportunities you do take advantage of becomes leverage for the next generation. Oh, 
damn, I got to digest that, man. That's deep. That's deep, bro. That's thinking way out, man. Yes, sir. So once again, mm. you are in these room with the people you're networking. You are around like-minded individuals. I always take advantage of an opportunity whenever it's presented to you. Yeah. And it's, it's bigger than you. I mean, you know, it could make waves, you know, for not only your future, but your family's future generations to come. I mean, just a little bit of action, you know, in the right rooms. Absolutely. Powerful, bro. Well, listen, bro, had a blast, man. We freestyled it. We got into a little bit of everything. It's exactly what I wanted, man. Appreciate you, King, for having me, bro. It's a pleasure to be on the show. 100%, man. We'll talk soon, all right? Yes, sir, King. See ya. See ya.